we've been on this series and and uh, for quite a while, and we've been in prayer for quite a while. And Wednesday night we're going to pray. I I just don't feel like it's a. We've been praying and devoting our Wednesday night service to prayer, but I I really believe we need to continue. Now the work's begun. The man that's in the White House that will be in the White House, President-elect Donald Trump, is going to need prayer. Now, you know, a lot has been said. Kathy and I, somebody sent us something that was on the Internet, and I'm always very, very careful what I hear and see on the Internet. And uh, this friend of mine, he's of ours, our family, sent this, and we, we listened to it. And if I understand right, this man, what he shared was a fireman, just fireman, and he was sharing prophetic things. And I thought, yeah, well, that lines up. And I don't, I bet none of you even remember the scripture that I gave you the first part of the year. Prophetic, what I felt God was speaking, and I'll read it to you. And it's from First Thessalonians. You need to read it. You don't need to turn there, but you, you need to read it out of King James, not New King James. But in First Thessalonians four, four, verse fifteen, it says, "For we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those." who are asleep, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God. Now, you remember I said that? You don't, do you? How many remember that I gave you that scripture? One person, two people. Well, I'm not Hank. I'm not the prophet. I'm just a preacher. You remember, Abe, I said that. Now, I realize, and I was talking with Hank before summer, the prophet of God, and I, I said to him the scripture, and he didn't say anything. So I thought, well, I didn't go over. must not be God. And if you look at that word trump, it means trumpet. And I, this morning I got to looking at trumpet. I used to play the trumpet. And, you know, one of the things that it said when I looked up trumpet, there's different meanings for the trumpets of God or Old Testament trumpets. And I, that's a whole, probably a series. But, you know, one, one of the main things a trumpet was used for? To make noise. To make noise. And Donald Trump is very proficient at making a lot of noise. But there are other symbolic things when you look at trumpet. And in, the, in my Bible, it says here, shouts and trumpets herald, heralded the arrival of visiting monarchs in New Testament times. Heavenly equivalents proclaim the return of the Lord Jesus. We're close. I, we don't know the day of the Lord when he's coming back. But we're in the season. Amen. Let's go on and talk about God's goodness and get off this Trump thing. huh? 
because it's all about God. That's what Abe said. It's about him and putting our trust in the Lord Savior, Jesus Christ. The prophet of God said at the first of the year, he says, let it be known, Hank said this, that those who decree, speak, and look for my goodness will live swimming in my rivers of blessings and increase. I say this, and I know Kathy will agree with me, my family is swimming in the blessings of God and the increase of God this year. And she has said this, and I agree with her, I don't think there's ever been a year where we've experienced more unexpected blessings a lot of it's been financial and uh and that's a wonderful thing but it's from him and so i want you know the bible says he crowns the year with he crowns the year with well we're not at the end of the year yet and look what we've experience is the body of Christ as far as God's goodness is concerned about the state and the future of our nation. So I believe there's more good things in store coming for believers. So get your expectors going. He says, let it be known that those who decree, speak, and look for my goodness will live swimming in my rivers of blessings and increase. You will not be touched. You will not be removed from your place. I'm crowning you with my goodness and shutting you in and lifting you up. That's, you know, there's a type and shadow of Noah and his family being shut up in the ark and being delivered and being blessed. So we said there are some things that you and I can do to position ourselves to experience God's goodness. Now, we don't have to earn it because... Amen. All because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We're seated in heavenly places with him. You know, we have all these spiritual blessings. But there are some things that you and I can do that will help um, make certain that in the days ahead we walk in the goodness of God. And we said the first thing was you and I need to fear him. Psalm 31. Psalm 107, it says, He satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Number two was spiritual hunger. Amen. And the third thing we talked about last time was, Truly God is good to Israel to such as are pure in heart. So purity of heart and the integrity of your heart, your godly character will position you to receive and walk in the blessings of God and the goodness of God. Amen. We said when you and I allow our eyes to be focused on anything but God, our hearts become corrupted, corrupted. And if this occurs, we lose perspective and this hinders revelation of God's goodness and stops the flow of God's blessings. Now, we, we talked about three things last week that you and I need to do. Keep our heart pure. Number one is keep your mouth shut. Everyone say, keep your mouth shut. Number two, we said, go to church and pray. Say, go to church and pray. The third thing is you need to humble yourself and draw near to God. Now look at Psalm 34. Psalm 34. We'll go on and we won't really get into this because I got distracted when I was studying this. In Psalms 34 and verse 8. Here's another one that you and I can do to make sure that we 
receive God's goodness and walk in his goodness. Verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There's no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who what? But those who what? Seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. The Message Bible says this, Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Worship God if you want the best. Worship opens doors to all his goodness. That's the reverential fear aspect. Young lions on the prowl get hungry, but God seekers are full of God. So you and I need to be God seekers. Now, I got the, I was going to get into seeking God and we're not really going to touch on a lot of that today, but I want you to go back to verse eight. It says what? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. The message I already gave to you. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Look at this verse. It's kind of an odd verse, you think. In verse 8, it says, taste and see. Isn't that unusual? The prophet says, uh, you know, I found your words and did eat them, and they were the joy to me and the rejoicing of my heart. But it says, that, that word taste jumped out at me, and so I looked up that word taste in the Hebrew. Because it says, taste and see that the Lord is... Good. So you and I need to do what? Taste and see. Well, what's taste mean? It means to eat, yes, in the natural. But this is what taste means in the Hebrew. It means to discern. Kathy talked about it. Already she used that word, discern. It means to perceive. It means to evaluate. Not a lot of discernment in this election. Spiritual discernment. Not really recognizing that God could take somebody like Donald Trump and use him to get this nation on track again. Because we're so focused. And this is what I want to tell you. And this is a warning. Say the preacher says that there's a warning. I wish I had a siren and to go off. Fire truck. I want to warn you, in the days ahead, you better have your discernment working. Because you and I are going to have to discern what's good and what's evil. And there are a lot of Christians that aren't operating in spiritual discernment. In other words, recognizing that, yes, this is good. No, this is evil. Because we're living in an hour, you better. If you just walk by your five physical senses, what you see, what you hear, feel, taste, touch, whatever, you're in trouble. You better be led by the Spirit of God. 
you and I better be sensitive to the inward witness. We better keep our conscience tender. Amen? It's so important. Be led. Those who are the, you know, sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Are you a son and daughter of God? Then you and I better be led by the Spirit of God in the days ahead. I want to discern God's goodness. There are a lot of people, and they're not believers, so, you know, their father is a, the, of Satan is their father. If you're not born again, you have another father. And so they're in the streets protesting in, you know, Portland. Are you headed that way this week? Well, you're blessed. The angels of God are encamped around you. I better not see on TV you picking up a waste basket or on the street like I saw on the news. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. I want you to open your eyes in the days ahead. I want you to speak about, decree, and look for his goodness. Now, Matthew 16 and verse 2, you don't need to turn there. Jesus said, referring to the Sadducees and Pharisees, he called them hypocrites. He says, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. I'm talking about discernment, a discerning eye, discerning his goodness. Open your eyes and see how good God is. If you don't open your eyes and see how God good how good God is, that's not that's not that's not good. Now listen, too many Christians, and I, I say this and I hate to say this, but it's the truth. Too many Christians can't discern or see God's goodness because they only see God's judgment. And granted, this nation will be judged if we continue. If we would continue along the way we've been going the last few years, there will be tremendous judgment. But we can turn the ship. The ship can be turned into the right direction. And that's why we've got to pray. Well, I don't like Trump. Well, you know what? There's some things I I don't care about him either. But I believe God can change a man's heart, especially if we pray. We all hear about Ronald Reagan, don't we? How great a pre was he a great president? But he was a womanizer. Read the book. Read the history of Ronald Reagan, what he was like. You might be shocked. You might be shocked to hear about his wife and her astrology. In the White House, no less. So give me a break about judging somebody like Donald Trump. You think Obama is the answer? There'll be books written. Mark my words. There's already been books written by the other candidate about the candidate. Too many Christians can't see or discern God's goodness. John 4 says, 
Well, let me read this. I wanted to, I'll finish the statement. I said, too many Christians can't see or discern God's goodness. They only expect God's judgment. When I went to Bible school, Dr. Hagen used to say, he said, most Christians wouldn't know the Holy Ghost, even if he walked down the aisle in a red top hat. Remember that statement? In the days ahead, the church will not operate as it has in the past. I'm I'm pausing just so for effect. In the days ahead, the church, the true church of the Lord Jesus Christ will not operate the same way. Yes, you're always going to have tithes. You're always going to have worship. You're going to have, but we're not going to do things the same way. And there will always be believers that think they're right that will be bucking the system of the church the way God wants it to be run. And they will be unhappy, unfulfilled Christians because they're coming against the will of God for his church. We're all guilty of thinking it has to be done this way, this way, this way. Cookie-cutter church. And it won't be that way. And so because of the result of that, some will be offended and some will leave the church as it's known. Could even be here today. Because you won't like what leadership is going to do in the days ahead. Oh, I'm, I don't know. I'm confused now. I'm just telling you the truth because we can't do things the same way. We just can't. John 4, Jesus said, do do you not say that there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look. Everyone say look. For they're already white for harvest. Look, we get the word in the Greek, we get the word theater. When you go to the show and watch a picture show, what do you do? Look intently at the screen. It means to gaze upon, to fully see, or to look intently and inspect. Now, I'm going to offend some of you, but it's what I'm called to do. If I'm not preaching the word and you're not getting offended, then I'm not doing my job. But this is a personal opinion. Listen, the Apostle Paul had a few. So you young ones, listen to me. The church is going to have to quit looking at the computer screen and its iPhone. And get your eyes on what's vital in this hour, the souls, the hearts of men and women. Now, are you against iPhones? No. Are you against computers? No. Are you against Facebook? Yes. And you're laughing, and I haven't changed my opinion about Facebook. And I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it's a tool. I know it's a tool. So don't froth at the mouth. But most people aren't using the tool right. I don't need to hear who you're voting for. And why you're voting for. I don't need it. Keep your opinion to yourself as far as voting. Off Facebook. Whew. 
Terry, hold my hand. I'm, I'm afraid they're going to start throwing stones. You'll protect me. Thank you. You're an armor bearer. Too much stuff goes on Facebook. And it sickens me. And I'll be honest with you, it sickens him too, our creator. It's nothing but a gossip page. If you want to use it, use it to proclaim something that edifies, builds up, and encourages. That's Bible. Well, I've got to get rid of Facebook. No, you don't. You don't have to get rid of Facebook. Just use the tool, tool properly. Too many want to use it as a platform. Amen. They even had to take it away from Donald. He was shooting himself in the foot. Smart people around him. See, that brings peace to my heart if, people, if he lets people take something away from him. I thought this was Harvest Church. I came to be, you know, I'm just telling you. Things that are important in the days ahead. Yeah, the church can use these tools, but they're misusing the tools. Let's use them properly. Hank said, let it be known that those who decree, speak, and look for my goodness will live swimming in my rivers of blessing. Look back now at Psalm 34, if you're there. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. So this is all prefaces, verse 9, 10. Oh, fear the Lord, you saints. There's no one to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Now, I want to tell you something. Seeking God through prayer and the study of his word will position the believer to discern God's goodness and experience it. That's why I got stuck on verse 8. Because verse 8 talks about perception, perceiving, discerning. And the only way you and I are going to operate in godly spiritual discernment in the days ahead is getting on our knees, praying, and keeping our nose in the book and fellowshipping with people of like faith. It's critical. I, I want to stay sharp. I want to stay spiritually astute. Let me read it to you. I'm almost done. I'll read it to you out of Hebrews. Here, if I can find it here in the Message Bible. Hebrews chapter 5. He says... I have a lot more to say about this, but it's hard to get it across to you since you picked up this bad habit of iPhones, computers. Oh, I'm sorry. Facebook. No, no, I'm sorry. You picked up the bad habit of not listening. Not listening. The thing that I, that I, and it went, when I walked back there earlier, just poof, it was gone. Sometimes I think that's not Alzheimer's, but it's the spirit of God. You know, you get older, some of you, you don't, you forget. This is what I was going to tell you this. Now listen, because we talked about listening. I just love looking because it brings joy to my heart when you two girls smile. 
So sometimes I'll just look at me when I'm preaching and it'll make me feel better. Because some of these people aren't smiling. There are a lot of voices out there. Scripture tells us there are many voices. But there's only, yeah, you too. There's one voice that's vital. And it's the voice of the good shepherd. So in the days ahead, you better listen to the voice of the good shepherd. It's hard to get it across to you since you picked up this bad habit of not listening. And by the time you ought to be teachers yourselves, yet here I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics of God again, starting from square one, baby's milk. When you should have been on solid food long ago, milk is for beginners, inexperienced in God's ways. Those are the people that aren't listening. Inexperienced in God's ways, solid food is for the mature who have have some practice in telling right from wrong or good and evil. So right there, the body of Christ is in trouble because they're still on milk and they're not able to, their senses aren't sharpened and they don't recognize what's good and evil. And there's still Christians today shaking their heads about Donald Trump. But they're still on milk. They're not in the word. They're not in prayer. They're not in a local church consistently. And so they're going to have a hard time. I want to pastor mature people. Yeah, we're all works in progress. We're at different levels spiritually. Amen? Now, look at one more scripture and we'll quit. Psalm 27, a psalm of David. Psalm 27, verse 11 says this. David said, teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. Verse 13, David said, I would have lost heart unless I had what? Unless I had what? Believed. Believed what? that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David believed he would see and experience the goodness of the Lord. What do you believe today, church? I expect the goodness of the Lord. I'm looking for the goodness of the Lord. I'm talking about the goodness of the Lord, and I'm experiencing the goodness of the Lord. psalmist says in verse 12 of Psalm 85, yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. So what's ahead for you? God's goodness. What's ahead for you in the church increase? Anybody want it? I'm still shocked. I'm living shock about Facebook. After that comment, pastor, I just shut down. You know, the one thing about pastoring the same church for 30 years, I have the freedom to say some things I couldn't have said 30 years ago. (laughs) I hope you got something today. Stand to your feet, please.
Our land will yield its increase. Say that. Our land will yield its increase. Now say it this way. My church will yield its increase. What do you mean? People, finances, all these things. 